Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today I'm joined by my guest, Brian Hazard, the host of Instant Death Survivor Support Group podcast. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. No doubt. No doubt. It's good to have you. Now, you happen to have something that's kicking off on Kickstarter this month. And I'm not sure if it's going to be already out or coming out <laughs> at the time of this recording, but uh, I'd like to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe if I had better planning, I could tell you the exact <laughs> date, but uh, it should it should launch sometime between August 8th and August 15th. Um, and it's called One Night Worlds. It's a collection of zero prep, GM-less, one-page tabletop role-playing games based on the push-powered system by Cesar Capacle. So tell me about the push-power system, because I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Cesar came up with something really great, uh, published it as a uh, SRD called the Push SRD. And the way it works is uh, from a core resolution me mechanism is really simple. It's you just, when you want to add some drama into your story, uh, it's never mandatory. It's not a, is this going to succeed or not? It's just when you want some drama in your story, you pick up the dice and you roll them uh, one, one die, one D six. And um, unlike sort of a PBTA system or something like that, you, the, the first several slots uh, of the sort of die roll one through Three, oh my gosh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but one through three or four are a weak hit. And then the last couple of slots are, are a strong hit. So if you get a weak hit and you want to go for a strong hit, you can choose to roll a second D6. The catch is that um, from nine and above is a miss. Oh. So it's a it's a push your luck style mechanism. But actually, that's not what I loved most about the push system and why I decided to design games for it. What I love most is the way that it lets you get players to the table playing a game quickly without having to preload them with a lot of sort of setting lore yeah. because the character creation prompts and the sort of scene prompts that you that you get as you play have little snippets that are evocative of the world. And uh, so you kind of shape the world as you play and you're never at a loss for ideas for how to shape your world. The game prompts you with those. So some of the games we can expect is because they're one page games, correct? Yeah, yeah. So these are these are one page games front and back. So I guess you could you could call them two page games. Okay. Uh, and there are some, some extensions to that that I'll talk about in a minute, but yeah, these are one page games. Um, and it's, it's a collection starting off uh, when I launched the project, it's going to be two games um, and through some pretty modest stretch goals. Uh, those, you know, this could expand to four or more games. So the first one is the fires of Chatera and it's kind of like a fairy tale dystopia if you will. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, so we've got, we've got Faye that are in hiding. We've got mushroom people who are fighting for equal rights. We've got a slumbering, oh, king, an evil witch. Um, and then the, the, the other game that's included from the beginning is called tales of clockwork and chaos. And so it's a steampunk world. Um, also kind of a dystopia. Apparently I like dystopias. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so this is, you know, you've got your clockwork overlords, you've got a colossal turtle village, right? Uh, people live on its shell. You've got, 
uh, a mythical clock that's counting down to the unforetold and uh, coal powder muskets and uh, steam powered jetpacks and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So let me ask you have uh, you have an itch where you've got a few other games. Can you tell us about some of the games that you currently have that people can check out if they're interested in looking at those? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have my my own itch up right now for my own reference. Uh, so probably the the biggest game that a lot of people might already have in your in their collection because it's been a part of a, a number of um, sort of charity bundles is Demon Breakers. And when I say big, I mean um, lots of gameplay. It is also a micro RPG. It's it's the kind of a two page. Uh, game and also if you've picked up Tiny Tomb by Longtail Games, uh, Demon Breakers is one of the games in that collection as well. the The pitch for this is it's a no dice, no masters system, and it is kind of um, the plot of Ghostbusters set in the world of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I like that. Don't, no dice, don't no masters. Right, That's the first time I've heard that. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great uh, system. I was inspired by um, James Hanna's design of a game called Saboteur. Basically, they added wretched and alone style card based prompts to like a belonging outside of belonging uh, style system, and all on one page. So pretty cool. I've I'm not I I'll be honest. Like I've played some story games that are like GMless or DMless. But mm-hmm. I've not really played many role-playing games that are. I'm curious to know a little bit more about that. It's interesting to me. Um, and yeah, it's something I haven't tried yet. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I find that um, I, I I like the freedom and sort of collaborativeness of GMless games. I actually, I'm probably not like your typical guest because I got my start really late in life with solo games. And solo games tend to do a lot of, uh, you know, I'm thinking like Iron Sworn, the Wretched and Alone games, those sorts of things. They tend to do a lot of narrative prompting of, of their players. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a wonderful childhood, uh, but there was, there was some religious zealotry. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had a copy of a, I don't know if, which edition it was, but it was a red box with a big, uh, big dragon on the front, D&D, <laughs> yeah. and I never got to play it. <laughs> oh um, no! It, well, yeah. So the church convinced my mom that it was of the devil, and uh, it it swiftly left our house. I also saw that you recently posted about uh, Rage Against the Machine, and I oh, yeah. I have a Rage Against the Machine uh, story because I was um, <coughs> my my sister got Evil Empire. Uh, oh yeah, and she didn't like it, so she gave it to me, <laughs> and I jammed to that. And uh, so I had it in my six CD changer and I'm jamming to it. And my mom comes upstairs uh, out of the blue, doesn't say a word to me. She just hits eject and snaps the disc in half. Oh no. I had, I had my, my whole tape cassette collection. uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's taken from me when I was a teenager, young and uh, hidden from me by my parents. My dad went through every single one reading the lyrics, telling me which I could have and which I could. Oh man. <laughs> it was as what the clothes became there, but they did do the whole like smashing of records at, at, at the pulpit at the church. They have big record smash sessions. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I was like, oh, 
So we have we have some things in common. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe Rage Against the Machine actually could have been a uh, alternate title for Tales of Clockwork and Chaos. Excellent. Uh, I appreciate that. So <laughs> I, I'm curious to, uh, as how I would go about running a, a GM-less game. Is there just uh, various prompts and stuff involved or how does that Yeah, so, so I'll give you a quick quick walkthrough. Before I do, I want to I wanna just sort of shill uh, One Night Worlds real quick with, with this sales prompt. Hey, you can pick it up on Kickstarter for just a dollar. Um, so at a minimum, you're going to get two games uh, for just a dollar and be able to uh, kind of see what it's all about. There is a, a campaign edition that's $10 that expands it from one page games to sort of it comes with a world guide with a bunch of stuff that that makes it uh, possible to do campaign play in these uh, if you if you want to give it some support at a really low risk, go to the Kickstarter and back it for a dollar. One Night Worlds should be easy to find. I'm not gonna lie, like I I often like get very excited when I find dollar Kickstarters. Like, hey, I can afford to back this sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> so so to your question, how do how do I run it? The the there is also on the Kickstarter page. There's a a video of uh, me actually playing. Uh, the fires of Chatera with Cesar Capacla, the designer of the push system. Yeah. Um, so you can get the idea there, but at a high level uh, you read, uh, it's a, just about a paragraph of a pitch about like what the world is about. Then uh, the character creation process is there's six categories, each with six prompts. You just roll the dice six times, right? As uh, each oh. player rolls six times and you get a prompt and the prompt is evocative, but vague but includes some specific world building things. Like it, it might say that you've got a claim to the dreamer's throne. Well, what's the dreamer's throne? I don't know. You tell me, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that. It's fun. Yeah. And then once, once you get through character creation, you, you start playing through scenes. And at the beginning of any given scene, there's a number of like questions that you ask to sort of frame up the scene. Yeah. But one of the things you do is you roll on a matrix of it's 36 prompts. Uh, possible prompts and you roll on this matrix to, you know, D66 and uh, you'll get yet another evocative phrase, right? That, that links in some way to a world building element and it will call back to elements of, of character creations. Like it might say, my father was killed by Arachtics, which are clockwork spiders, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Arachtics. I like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like clockwork. <laughs> and, then in the, and then in your matrix, you might get something like uh, the web of the Arachtics, right? Well, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you for this scene? Well, that's up for you to interpret. So it's, it's just a creative prompt that's uh, vague enough for you to have full creative expression and specific enough to leave you, uh, to never leave you kind of guessing like what, what should we do in this scene? Right? Yeah, that's cool. I, I appreciate that. So what are your inspirations in kind of doing this? I'm curious, like, what is it that you have? Like, what are you into that has been like, oh, wow, I want to do this and that. I'm, I, I'm wondering if you could give us some light on that. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, uh, the biggest thing is I just, I just like world building in general. Um, and so anytime that without having to spend hours kind of constructing a world, I can kind of just sit at a table with friends and roll some dice and, and come up with a whole world and live in it for a few hours and um, is, is a win for me. And so 
Uh, I'm also just a creator. I'm not, I'm not really happy unless I'm making things, you know, I, I have made a number of itch games and uh, haven't tried my hand with Kickstarter yet. So this is my first Kickstarter and excited to see where it goes. But as far as uh, games, like some of my greatest inspirations uh, do tend to be more story game style designers like uh, Jay Dragon or Ray Najati. Uh, I like Cesar Capacle's work, obviously. Um, yeah, and um, Iron Sworn is kind of my favorite kind of in between. It's like a uh, it's a pretty heavy mechanical system, but also very story gamey. So, so those are the things I tend to draw inspiration from. For this particular project, I went uh, pretty faithful to the push-powered system. And then for the campaign edition, I extended it um, with character playbooks and setting elements that are inspired by belonging outside of belonging um, and things like that to make it much more deep experience. Now, I'm curious to know a little bit more about some of the character playbooks in some of these games. What, what, sort, of, what sort of characters will people be looking at playing in some of these? <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's basically character archetypes that you would find in uh, fairy tales or in, um, you know, steampunk uh, games. So, so in the fairy tale thing, I, I'm still working on naming them, but you know, yeah. it's sort of like the, the, the destined, right. Somebody who's supposed to take a position of leader is, is an example of that. Like the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so one of the elements of push that I didn't talk about is there's, Character advancement works through having, um, there's these agenda, agendae. I don't know what the plural for ag agendas. <laughs> Agendases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's basically a prompt for like where you should take the story, right? And if you satisfy, like hit those, those plot points or those beats, if you will, then you get to do an, an additional trait for your character, which okay. deepens your character. So the playbooks add additional scene uh, titles, additional agendas, and, um, and other elements <laughs> like that. We're coming up on time here in a bit. Could you tell the listeners where they're able to find your work and find you online, where they can follow you and keep track of all this? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to keep track uh, of this and anything else that I do is, is on just on Twitter at InstaDeathPod. You, you can find me pretty much anywhere by searching InstaDeath Podcast, but Twitter at InstaDeath Pod is the best place. If you want to check out some of my prior work, you can go over to itch, instadeath.itch.io. But on Twitter at InstaDeath Pod is going to be where you'll, you'll find the links to the Kickstarter and that sort of thing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Looking forward to it. And as all you listeners, uh, check out the show notes. I'm assuming that when this does go live, that... The Kickstarter will hopefully be live as well. And we should keep a link, put a link down in there for it, for y'all to check out so you can go over and back. And remember, you can back for a buck. So, hey, you should definitely, at the very least, back for a buck. <laughs> I appreciate that. Checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is my blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Harold Prom. As always, we can really use support on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wildbeasts and wizards, and keep those dice rolling.